Hey guys and welcome back to the Multiplet Show. With us today, we have me, Ninav and Ojas. Now yes, it's a small group for today, but people say this, that smaller is often better and I totally agree. Uh-huh. So, Good thing women don't listen to this episode. <laughs> we are a group of tech enthusiasts and in this show, you'll get to know about upcoming trends with technology and in today's episode, particularly Current Affairs with Technology. We're voted as a self-proclaimed best podcast in the world and we're going to delve into topics such as the new MacBooks and Black Friday sales as this is going out on the Black Friday weekend. Oh, just with that, take the wheel and let us know about the new Macs. Yes, so Apple, one of the most well-recognized tech companies around the world. Um, probably everyone has heard of Apple before they've even heard of technology, which says a lot. But essentially what has happened is over the past five to 10 years, Apple has earned quite a reputation for horrendous laptops. And you know, this, this, is, this is coming from personal experience with a person who's recording on the MacBook Pro with like a half broken keyboard. But you have to trust me when I said that you know, the old MacBooks were bad, they were really bad, especially for the price. So old MacBooks, which, which the generation started in 2016, um, Ended this year, and they were, you know, doubting. Uh, they were, you know, pending a refresh at this period point of time. Um, okay, and what was important was that the processors that were used in these MacBooks, which are primarily Intel uh, Intel processors, were, you know, not uh, thermally capable of, first of all, performing to other standards uh, or like performing to other, you know, chips that were coming out. And the MacBooks were just not made to handle their set TDPs. So this is the problem of, you know, Apple, where Apple MacBook Pro is not really made for a pro, right? It's mainly made for like, you know, overpriced, like Zoomers with too much money uh, who like to flex their, you know, laptops. Uh, <coughs> <coughs> Can't <laughs> Anyways, um, but yeah, overall, a MacBook ha- was plagued with several problems. In 2016, their butterfly keyboard was plagued with problems. I have one where I have a broken up key, uh, which is very weird, and I can't play Tetris. Um, and a broken left shift key. I smashed it. Please don't blame me. Um, I also have an extremely slow i5, which is 7th gen, with around 4 gigs of RAM. This, uh, this is why you be smart like me and choose Windows. Yes, exactly. And, you know, I was being an annoying kid and I was thinking, oh, MacBooks would be nice, but nope, they turned out another one. But not everything about a MacBook is horrendous. I mean, the chassis stiffness is literally unrivaled. Or like the trackpads, you know, Windows can't even... T- okay, at this point, Windows can't touch, but it's still extremely, extremely good for what's out there. And the screens were absolutely like, you know, just, just, just glamorous, right? Um, you know, Retina display, LCDs, Apple's always been good with displays. So this year, we had a lot of expectations, particularly with the fact that last year in 2020, without a design refresh, we had the M1 chips come out. And the M1 chips were, you know, in some way, or to put it lightly, revolutionary. So just a, just a bit of a background. I think we did it on our first episode, we touched a bit on our first episode as well. But um, essentially, there are two central types of architecture in CPUs. You might study this in CS. Mm-hmm. So there's something yes. called risk architecture and something called a CISC architecture, which depends on the instructions. Now, not going too deep into it, but essentially our phones, they use architecture by a company that's made called ARM, right? Very weird name. Whereas in our laptops and desktops, there, there's an instruction set called x86. And you know, all these big names is Intel, AMD, right? You see all of these, they use x86. And they're fundamentally different architectures with different purposes. but. You know, as you know, ARM was mainly, like, since the start, it was always made for efficient stuff. So your phone, your phone doesn't have a cooling system, so it obviously has to be efficient. 
But, you know, over the past five, ten years, we have seen that phones have become so fast, your tablets have become so fast that, you know, like, without cooling, they can still compete a laptop. Yeah. And so Apple, within the past two years, decided, you know what, let's take a shift. We will scale up this phone processor to the size of a laptop, and we will try and make it as fast as possible. And, you know, in building that, we'll just try and, you know, make an extremely efficient and extremely fast processor and laptop, and turns out it was a great idea. So in 2020, they come at, came up with the M1 with four efficiency cores, four performance cores, which was made for generally, you know, normal people with normal tasks, but we're just still quite fast. Um, eight to 16 gigs of RAM, you know, just a general, you know, SOC, with, which is extremely efficient, by the way, and it was so good, so good. Like, it, its performance, it could touch an i7, like an i7 uh, 10870H, I think so, yeah. Um, but with a battery life of like 20. 21 hours, which is absolutely ridiculous. Like a 21 hour battery, imagine, like you don't have to charge for two, three days. Like people have been using the M1 for so long, they know that they don't need to. So it's quite revolutionary. And so for the past year, we were now expecting, you know what, a refresh. So a design refresh combined with two new processors, which were essentially just a scale up of the M1. So the M1 had eight cores, right? Uh, CPU cores and eight GPU cores. Uh, but these new ones that we're expecting for pros. Yeah. And they were finally revealed last, last week. So the M1 Pro and M1 Max. So the M1 Pro and M1 Max, both are 10 core CPU processors, or in some cases eight, but that's like a lower configuration thing, which is very weird. Um, and the M1 Pro has 16 GPU cores, and M1 Max has 32 GPU cores. And essentially these both processors are made for people who need a lot more computing power, um, and they come with an added benefit. So this update comes with a completely new design for a laptop. So now there's a 14-inch and a 16-inch, other than a 13 and a 16. And both of them feature a host of new updates. First of all, the whole design has changed. Like, it doesn't look as square anymore. It's got those really, really old, I think, 2006 MacBook? Yeah, those vibes. They're, like, curved instead of, like, you know, cutting your fingers all the time. They finally have their old keyboard, Bam Magic keyboard. I mean, that was always there since 2018, but, you know, it's still better than having a broken keyboard. You know, it's got the same good trackpad. But it's got two new things or three new things that I'll talk about. One is a new screen. So instead of LCD, now Apple is pushing to mini LED, which we saw on their iPad. Um, and yeah, and their Pro Display XDR, very bad naming. Yep. But essentially a mini LED, and by the way, I'm really sorry if I'm boring you out, but you know, we gave you a fair warning, that's a nerd episode. Right? But a mini LED display is essentially an OLED, or not exactly an OLED, but essentially and LCD displays with thousands upon thousands of backlights, and if you know, like these backlights that are around, what did Apple advertise on their iPad? Ten thousand backlights with like four for each dimming zone, so like twenty five hundred dimming zones. And essentially, what's happening is with such pixel level control or like so many dimming zones, you can create perfect blacks that you know these LCDs are not able to achieve. Yeah. Um, at this point of time, this is amazing for pros, like especially video creators and like you know photo editors, because you get that such deep contrast, and that's you know that's such deep image and that such deep. HDR, which is extremely, extremely important, right? Because I think the screen's biggest selling point at this point is HDR. They, you, I mean, there's LCD displays, there's OLED displays that can combat the, you know, the color accuracy and, you know, the, the depth and, like, you know, everything uh, of a mini LED. But the HDR experience, you know, pushing out, like, what, 1,000 nits, 1,500 nits peak? Yeah. Eh, it's ridiculous. So that's what's great for, you know, content. Even, even if you watch a movie, like, or play games on a MacBook, which is, um, yeah... 
but yeah, even if you watch content that support HDR, it's frankly amazing to watch. Secondly, their change has happened is ports. They finally have ports back, which is a great, great thing. So now they have their MagSafe laptop sorter back, which I think supports fast charge with like 50% charge at like 30 minutes. Please don't quote me on that, I will check. Um, they, they have three USB-Cs with support Thunderbolt 4, which is also an upgrade over the M1. The last one only supported two. Um, they obviously have their headphone jack, but two new things. They have a HDMI port back, which is absolutely amazing to see. Yeah, especially for working in school and office. Especially working anywhere, because like you use an HDMI display for what, like every single display. Yeah. Uh, at this point in time, so that was uh, that was a, a very good welcome and an SD card reader. And SD card readers are particularly important for video creators because you know everything that's audio recorded is always on SD cards. So I mean, yeah. That's all there is to it. And I guess it's a big welcome. I mean, when you name your laptop a MacBook Pro, you're expecting it to have certain Pro features. And I think that's a good start. Now, and back to the, again, the M1 Pro and M1 Max. So I'll be talking about, you know, the fundamental architecture of these channels, which are going over the specs. So the M1 Pro uh, has 10 CPU cores, eight performance to efficiency, right? Uh, also known as the Firestorm and Storm cores. Um, of course, Apple does not really reveal their, you know, their fast, like their gigahertz or like anything. But from what there's leaking, there's like 2.9, they run at 2.9 gigahertz at a boost of 3.5. Um, and you know, their, their temperatures are actually surprisingly good. So the temperatures that they run at, um, you know, at peak performance is around 80, 90 degrees ish. I mean, SOC temperature, you know, sensors run at like 110, but of course that's peak temperatures and you shouldn't read too much into it into silicon. But around 80 to 90 degrees ish, which is actually amazing for what you see. And, you know, again, you're not expected as like a normal user, as a pro, to always push all sides of the SOC. So expect realistically when you're working or like rendering at like 60 or 70 degrees. Yeah. Um, again, so they, put, they still have the two efficiency cores to run for their battery. And, you know, the, the, the third change, the increase in battery, I'll talk about it later, how it plays into the laptop. But essentially, that's the M1 Pro. The, uh, the M1 Max... Has also has a eight efficiency cores and uh, sorry eight performance cores and two efficiency cores, but it pushes the it pushes the GPU to now thirty two cores, which is absolutely essential for people like you know uh, renderers and like editors and you know three D designers who need that power on the fly. And as you have seen, just because of the fact that the GPU is placed on the SOC and you know the communication protocol protocol, I mean you don't need to use like yeah. dim slots and like DDR four um, you know communication. So the fact that it's on the SOC and Apple advertises like 400 gigabytes per second of communication between like the RAM and the GPU and the CPU, it's all interconnected. So you don't need to have a North Bridge and in that case, you know, your GPU is able to punch much above its weight. So Apple essentially advertised its 32 core GPU as being performant with a 3080 mobile, which is absolutely ridiculous. Um, I, you know, from what I've seen with others and people have tested it, uh, I refuse to believe. But, you know, I mean, it's still able to challenge it, even though it's not able to beat, right, especially you know, I mean, in some cases where you expect efficiency to kick in, which again, I'll talk about later. Right, I mean, on pure computational performance, it does not beat it. But, you know, once you kick, once you put in Apple's efficiency and, you know, their efficiency algorithms, etc., etc., right, I guess it's able to push for, for pros. And for pros, I think it's a big boon because you have such a thermally efficient processor. Whereas, like, you know, 3080, you don't want to carry around like a 5kg hunk of metal around with you. Yeah. Um, so they advertise that M1 Pro and M1 Max use 70% less power than an 8-core PC laptop chip, which, first of all, Apple, please stop. 
like what the, what what is an eight core PC laptop chip? That 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 does not specify anything at all. Um, but I guess it's Apple, and you know with their vague advertisements, I guess performance still speaks. Oh yeah, do you see that marketing strategy from Apple? I don't think it was a marketing strategy, but there's this guy on TikTok who fell down the st- glass stairs of an Apple store because he didn't see them once, went to hospital, and made about 50,000 videos on the subject, got a lot of clout. It was a very funny the first 20 times. I, I, if you guys have seen it, well, then you probably know what I'm talking about, but if you haven't seen it, go check it out. Well, I haven't seen it, but I love people suing Apple. Uh, Fortnite, uh, sorry, Epic Games, where you are. But essentially, yeah. I mean, it's nice to see Apple being sued. Personally, I enjoy it. Like, look at big companies being sued and look at them making good products. Um, so, yeah, back to topic. So, yeah, so the final change that happened after the 32 cores is their memory. So, Apple's memory at this point has, and, you know, in the M1 Max, it goes up to 64 gigs, but it starts at 16, so 16, 32, 64. In the M1 Pro, it again, it starts at 8 and it maxes out at 32. So, 8, 16, and 32. And again, at the M1 Pro, they're, they're as they call it, communication fabric, quote unquote. Um, you know, supports 200 gigabytes per second of, you know, memory between the CPU and the RAM chips, DRAM chips, whereas, you know, the M1 Max supports 400 gigs. And I think, you know, when you look into it, I think the M1 Max needs that essential speed because there's no VRAM or there's no DRAM present for, like, dedicated graphics memory. So I think having that extra communication space and the extra communication protocol, you know, that the pipeline is very, very essential to to pros and essentially those are the people who want to utilize the complete power of that 10 core G, of that 10 core CPU and 32 core GPU. But yeah, that's the essential differences between them. Now, when you compare performance between the M1 and M1 Pro and M1 Max, obviously M1 Pro and M1 Max were absolutely going to blow it out of the water, and that's pretty much what the case is. So, from what's being seen, um, you know, the M1 Pro and M1 Max, they're they don't scale up perfectly twice as well, so they're about 75 to 90%-ish increase in performance, but in some cases they're about thrice as fast. So what matters at this case, as I was talking about before, is the efficiency. So Apple, especially, you know, they have their special GPU, uh, this thing, they have the neural engine, and they have rendering cores, and essentially rendering cores are important, like, you know, there's certain, or like, certain, how do I call it? I'm forgetting the word. Certain What's the word? Certain optimizations Ooh. that they have made for certain programs. So you know, if you look at Final Cut Pro, you know, and uh, like Apple has created such optimization for it that it could render the same, you know, you know, the same video clip thrice as fast as like a Windows chip, just because their instructions are so efficient and they've built, you know, the video rendering cores. But of course, you know, again, performance varies so widely because Apple is not able to optimize for every single, you know, that platform that's out there. Like for example, Photoshop, or for example, their Premiere Pro. Right, which still runs Rosetta, by the way, Adobe very bad. Um, and yeah, that's, that's what's essential to the performance and that's what's essential to you who's looking to buy it. Right, if you are a professional or like, you know, a music creator, if from one platform to the other, you might see very, you know, diff- very, very big differences in performance. Now, yeah. obviously it's faster than M1, you have pure competition performance, but again, look for what you buy for. Um, and yeah, that's the essential changes in the pro- in the processors. The final change that has occurred is, of course, in the battery. So Apple has really pushed the battery this time. I mean, Apple is the sort of company who, you know, makes their phone battery small just because they know their own, you know, processors are so efficient that they last eight hours. 
If Apple decided to put, you know what, a 4,000, 5,000 milliamp hour battery in the iPhone tomorrow, it would last two, three days comfortably and destroy the competition out there. But, you know, they purposely choose not to just because, you know, battery life is not that much of an, you know, priority for them. And then the fact that they can cut corners and save costs. But here they went all out and they decided, you know what, no, we're going to allow the maximum allowed battery on a flight, which is 100 kilowatt hours. Um, and they, they put it into a map of this thinness, which is absolutely amazing to see. And as expected, of course, battery life is amazing. So a 14-inch M1, uh, M1 Pro or M1 Max, uh, you know, would top out at around 22, 23 hours of battery. Whereas, you know, an M a 16-inch M1, which uh, M1 Pro or M1 Max will top out around 25 hours of screen on time. By the way, this is not just running, this is screen on time, like a video playing. So 25 hours continuously without charge. That's absolutely ridiculous to see. Um, and again, Power to pros. That's absolutely very nice to see. And you know, even if you're a like, common person, which I don't think you should buy um, M1 Pro or M1 Max right now. I'll talk more about this right after this. But yeah, that also plays into your hands about you know how you can daily use it and yeah how everything changes. Um, and yeah, just the small changes that are always present there. So of course the design has changed. The colors have changed, which I personally don't like that much. Their charger is actually a lot faster now, so it runs 50% charge and around 30 minutes. Um, but obviously you can still run USB-C charging if that's more convenient for you. They have got their um, high impedance headphone jack, which is also nice to see for audio professionals who don't have a dedicated DAC. Um, obviously you can't run that much power through you know, a headphone jack in a laptop, but again, DAC. It's, it's nice if you are in a crunch. And finally, their vessels are a lot smaller, which I, I think a lot of people have been requesting for a lot of years. But the mini LED display, uh, you know, with the notch, which I guess is a topic for another time and very controversial. But yeah, with the notch and you know, with their smaller bezels, uh, I guess a good upgrade over what was already present. And finally, you know, if I have to give my verdict to like the one person who's going to buy this laptop, yeah. <laughs> um, please don't buy it. So as school students, I don't think we really need it. I personally, uh, you know, I am. If you're looking into the future, if you're going into some course that really requires computational power, go for it. Like I am going into data science, and I really need that computational power. But unfortunately, there comes the problem of cost. How much does it cost? So a base 14-inch, which is probably the lowest of lowest configurations you probably shouldn't buy, is 8,500 dirhams, which uh, is approximately 2.5 thousand dollars. Yes. Um, Twenty-two hundred dollars. Wow, uh, I, I got an Asus laptop for three thousand dollars. Yeah, I bought my MacBook Pro as a display model, which was the last display model for twenty-five hundred. Yeah, well, this is absolutely ridiculous. This is way too much. Blasphemy. And a sixteen-inch starts starts. By the way, you should never buy the starting configuration if you're a pro. Obviously, yeah. starts at twelve thousand. Now, again, you know, if you want an actually competitive laptop that's actually good to use in the future, uh, for a fourteen-inch, you would need to like give out around. Nine and a half, ten thousand, upgrading to sixteen or thirty-two gigs of RAM, pushing to that ten-core CPU, etc., etc. And for a competitive, you know, thirty-two core M1 Max for a sixteen-inch, you would need to shove out sixteen thousand dirhams, yes, which is around forty-five hundred dollars. So yes, please prepare to burn your holes, uh, burn holes in your pockets. Um, but yeah. As commoners, I don't think we need it. The power of an M1 is very sufficient. And I think, look, what's the, what's the max a student can ever do? You know, run a Word document, run two Word documents, run like 400 Chrome tabs. I think an M1 manages it perfectly if you run it with 16 gigs of RAM. Um, and I don't think it's necessary for that, that much computational at, that much computational power for anybody in school. 
So yeah, stay away from it. In the future, everyone's suspecting that obviously Apple is going to come out with an M2 that's going to be efficient and it's going to be cheap with the new design. And you know, it's actually made for everyone and doesn't cost an arm and a leg. Touch wood, but it's then again, it's Apple. They're going to cost double the amount that it's worth. Well, yeah, but then again, you know, the, the old, the M1 was not actually ridiculously expensive, right? It was a thousand dollars. Yeah. For an M1, uh, for a very good laptop, you know, even if that M2 cost twelve hundred dollars, which is around five, like six thousand or five thousand dirhams, you know, I wouldn't mind spending that much money if it's a really good laptop with like such a good, such good performance and you know, such good battery life. Yeah. So I think for common people, wait it out. Don't buy it. Ooh. Right. Unless you have loads of cash and you don't care. And yeah. Yeah. Or the one this segues on quite well to our next and possibly smaller topic, yeah. which is Black Friday sales in technology. This MacBook could cost, instead of costing $2,500, maybe just $1,000. You never know. And this um, week is one of the best weeks to buy technology, would you say, OJ? Uh, okay, yeah. First of all, yeah, it is one. It probably is the best week to buy, uh, like, you know, technology stuff and electronics in all of the year, unless you're in Dubai, in which case you should wait for the Dubai Shopping Festival, uh, which, again, is a good alternative, but outside, outside hopefully, to the two listeners that are there. Um, yeah, you should probably buy a new laptop and since it's already Saturday 27th November, by the time you probably listen to it, right, buy it right now. Also, which laptops and phones would you recommend people buy this, uh, this so, Black Friday season? Yeah, so there's a, there's a problem around the world with big shortage. So, you know, the recommendation that I might give here, you probably won't find them for the next three months, but it's, it's good to keep an eye over and you probably will find them. So. If you're looking for a Windows laptop, um, look at the Asus G14, Zephyr G14. It's a very, very good laptop with, you know, extremely efficient AMD processors, you know, with very, very good NVIDIA processor, uh, NVIDIA GPUs, you know, 3060, 3070 will go a long way. And, you know, if you're a gamer, that's absolutely heaven for you, right? A 14 inch with, you know, it's actually reasonably compact. It looks good. It's good for gaming and like, you know, 120 or 240 Hz display. Fine enough. Again, if you're a normal person, right, who just reads through email, scrolls through Reddit, or probably goes to TikTok on a laptop, which is no. Um, just look at an M1 MacBook. Um, you know, an M1 MacBook Air is still, it's still a decent laptop to look at. And, you know, with Black Friday sales at like $850, $900, you know, you might always catch a good deal. And since it's a Mac, you know, it's, it's not that bad of a Mac for $900, I would say. Yeah. And any phone recommendations? So phones right now, um, you know, there's obviously the hot new Google Pixel 6 if you're looking at Android, right? Um, you know, the Pixel 6, not the Pixel 6 Pro because I don't see shelling out $1,000 worth it. But, you know, $800 for a Pixel 6, fairly good idea. Also the Pixel 5a, which I think it's a bit old at this point, but it's still an extremely competitive for like $300, $400, which is like what, 1500 or $1,200? $300 is about 1000 dirhams. Yeah, so for $400 is around 1200 1300 Again, conversion Which is value. probably worth it compared to the absolutely absurd prices Apple are giving for iPhones. Yeah, exactly. We bought my dad an iPhone and it costs so much. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, obviously Samsung coming out with their new S20 processors. S20, sorry, S21 processor. Processor, why does it processor? S21 Galaxy phones, why does it processor again? Um, and you know, on Black Friday, Samsung tends to have one of, if not the best deals on phones. They sell, they sell like 800 dirhams below price. Um, you know, the resale value is also quite low, so you have very good chance of it in a Samsung. And again, if you're an Apple junkie, well, you don't have any choice. Oh, well. 
Uh, <laughs> Apple junkies are always sad nowadays. Uh, well, not really sad. You know, they just shove out so much money there. Yeah, you're yeah. an Apple junkie based on what you have. Well, Apple iPhone, Apple MacBook Pro. Okay, there's sometimes something called a fate of luck, right? A fate, fate of luck. What am I speaking at this point? Something called fate. Look, my setup currently involves, so the people who are listening to me, uh, 2017 MacBook Pro with an i5 and like very base model specs. I ran an iPhone 11 and an Apple Watch SE. So what's happened is my iPhone was actually an offer that my dad got from a bank. Um, so I didn't pay for anything. Uh-huh. This laptop was actually a fairly good deal. So this shop, was, electronic shop was closing down and this was the last model, like mm-hmm. mod left and this was the display model. So I got it for 2,500. Do you regret buying this, uh, do you have doing this or for both of them or do you? I think, you know, um, buying that MacBook for uh, for 2500 dirhams, it was worth the value. Okay. I would say I have extracted 25 dirhams out of this laptop <laughs> seeing I have smashed the keyboard in on those. Yep. Um, There's no up key. The <laughs> up key is just gone from what I can see. I wish you guys could see this, but there is no up key. It's absolutely hilarious. The half the keyboard is broken. Like even, even with the keys, it's just broken. But, you know, for 2500 it's not a bad value. And it was first my mom's. And, you know, she, even though she doesn't know how to operate a MacBook, right, I mean, it was fairly good for her, you know. And as, even as a student, right, I think in year 13, I have requirements for, you know, like studying data science or studying computer science, I have requirements for computational power. But you know, if I'm just a regular student who just texts emails and Word, it's a really good laptop. It, it's not bad. The only one complaint I have is battery life. But yeah, oh well. But, yeah, I've, he always charges it. Um... Well, with that, that's enough nerding out. Yep, our I hoped, I hoped all of you enjoyed this. I know all of you are waiting for the best segment of the day, Anch's top 10. But we can't have a top 10, seeing as we have no Anch or, or any Prasad for that matter. I think we have need to have an Anthony for that. Indeed. Anthony might make his return soon, who knows. But without an Anch Prasad here, or Anthony Prasad, we can't do a top 10, but... We really hope you guys enjoyed this episode, episode 3. We talked about current news, gave some advice on whether to buy the new Mac. To shorten it down, don't. Unless you're like a real, really going into computational heavy degree. But, with that, we hope you enjoyed. And we'll see you soon for an episode on something interesting, like gaming or social media. Thank you guys for listening. Adios. See Okay, look.